Hello, and welcome to the weekly podcast of C2 Church in Columbia, Missouri. In a few moments, actually, I'm going to invite Becca Jaray. She is our CCA, Christian Chapel Academy, principal, if you want to welcome her to the stage. For those of you that don't know, we actually have a school here from six weeks through eighth grade, and I am a CCA parent. I've had three kids here. I still have two attending. My daughter, Maddie, graduated two years ago already. Gosh, that's crazy. So CCA has just been an awesome impact on my kids and our family, and we just love it. The staff has just been so amazing. It's just great that not only do they get amazing education, but they also get that spiritual influence, and they just... They really become part of a family because the kids get to know each other really well, (laughs) right? (laughs) Yeah, so you definitely want to check out CCA, and Becca's going to tell us more about it. Good morning. My name is Becca Jaray, and we are so excited for school to start. I know that seems weird to say. The parents are probably like, yes, and the kids are all like, no. But if you've been walking through the hallways, you may notice there's lots of prep happening for school. There's walls being painted, and there's classrooms being moved, and the teachers have been in here prepping. We have over 170 students enrolled. Thank you, thank you. For six weeks to eighth grade, so we start taking kiddos at six weeks. We go all the way through eighth grade. Um, We're super excited this year. We've added some teachers, um, and, and those teachers bring advanced degrees, a lot of years of experience, and and allow us to offer some new things this year. So some of the things that we're excited about, we're going to start Lego Robotics. We're also going to start Orchestra, which is something that we are excited about. Um, We're also going to have kind of up our emphasis on leadership this year and and, and just instilling leadership skills into our kiddos and, and putting the Christian perspective on that. So, you know, there's a lot of people that I think probably really want to have a Christian education for their kiddos, a quality Christian education. And for a lot of people, that may just be a dream. And you're like, I don't really know how I could ever make that happen. I think it would be great. I would really like to have it. But you know what? Here's what I'm going to tell you. It may not be as far out of reach as you think. And so here's what you need to do. You need to pray. And if you're really serious about it, you need to go to our website, experiencecca.org. You need to contact myself or our enrollment coordinator, Shannon Fox, because here's what we want to do. We want you to come in, and we want to talk to you, and we want to be able to make your dream of your child having a quality Christian education a reality. Thank you so much, Becca. We appreciate you. That's incredible. I encourage you to check out CCA, um, phenomenal ministry. But as we prepare to worship through our giving, um, my brother recently shared a, a video with me, and uh, maybe you've seen it, but it was a, it was a video of, of a zebra um, crossing a river, and, and the zebra is, is swimming through the water, and, and, and very shortly you begin to see the water move close to the zebra, and, and you realize there's something in the water with him. And it's not very long before the zebra realizes as well and um, starts to kick and thrash and swimming faster, obviously trying to escape for its life. Um, and miraculously gets to the other side. The crocodile doesn't get it. But as soon as it gets up out of the water, a lion comes tearing out of the bushes and attacks it and kills it. Um, yeah, one of the, <laughs> you laugh, that's terrible. <laughs> but, and I was thinking about this, and I was like, wow, you know, sometimes life can really feel that way. You know, one thing after another. And, and if, if this doesn't get you this well. And um, I don't know about you, whether, it, but, but in my life, I know even financially, sometimes it just feels like it's just so hard to get ahead. It's so hard to feel like you're on top of things. And um, 
And I just, I, I, I really, whether it's car trouble or whether it's health, whether it's, you know, things work not being as steady as, as it could be. Um, and, and I was really challenged with that because sometimes I think I'm, 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 I'm tempted to think that, that when, I, when I have my funds together, then I, then I can be generous and then I can um, afford to, to give a little. I can afford to care about other people besides myself. But I realize that generosity is really not something I do. It's not just something that God does, but really deep down it's who I am and it's who God is. And it's out of his identity, it's out of his goodness that he gave everything so that we could know Christ. And that's really what we're about here at C2 Church. We're about the world knowing Jesus and his love for us. Um, and, and I realize that, that it's hard moments, it's difficult moments that we walk through that reveal generosity. It's not successful moments or moments of extra that instill generosity in us, but rather it's, it's the difficult moments that reveal who we really are. And I don't know about you, but I want to be someone who's found generous no matter what situation of life I find myself in. And, and I'm just so encouraged to see here at VBS the different things that God's doing and, and even uh, what we're able to do just because of the generosity of us as a church, as a community. Um, our generosity, our worship to God is, is seeing fruit. It's amazing that God takes our worship. He just doesn't receive it, but he makes it useful to building his kingdom. So as, as our ushers come, as we prepare to receive our tithes and offerings, missionary promises, can I just in, encourage you to, if, you've, if, you've, if God's done something in your life um, ever, but especially this week, if he's spoken to you and you're just responding in gratitude and you're like, man, I want, I want to be a part of that, then I would encourage you, um, let's, let's get that ready and hold it up and let's, let's dedicate it to God this morning as we participate in, in his mission to reach this community and the world. Jesus, we thank you so much for your love for us. Father, I thank you that you gave everything so that we could, so we could experience relationship with you, Father. You became nothing so that we could have the fullness of your goodness, your grace, and your righteousness. Father, in that spirit of gratitude, and we respond with generosity, Father. I pray that you would, in each of us, in my life, you would make me um, so much more like Jesus that my response to, to difficult situations and hard times and, and pressing circumstances, Father, that my, respo- my, my response to that would be generosity. That as things push on me, as things squeeze me, generosity would flow out of me and it would touch the world around me. Father, as us as a community, I pray that it would touch our community and that we would be um, the, the church, the, 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 the arms and feet of Jesus, Father, to this community and around the world. We love you and it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I just want to give you a few stats of the week. Um, at least 230 kids learned and um, experienced the love of Jesus this week, so that was pretty cool. Over 50 of them were first-time guests. Um, your kids did a great job of bringing guests. Um, over 100 volunteers each night, or at least 100. At least 100. Um, I had a situation in my family I had to take care of, and I knew that if I couldn't be here one of those nights, that VBS would run smoothly. So that's how this church operates with an amazing team of volunteers. Um, real quick, a shout out, Darcy, stand up. She's my sidekick. Couldn't have done this week without her. Um, Anna, my daughter, not sure where she is. She kept me calm, so I appreciate that. <laughs> um, if you volunteered at VBS, whether it was decorating, prep work, or the week of, stand up. If you volunteered. I appreciate you guys. And thank you, parents. Thank you, parents, for trusting us um, with your kids this week. Um, Nighttime VBS was new to us. We've never done it in the evening. And we just able to see God move. I was told I have to stand on stage to talk. So I'll get up here. (laughs) Um, Okay. 
I'm just going to give you a rundown of how our week went and a couple things that we learned this week. But before we do that, I'm not very good speaking in front of people. All right, so to ease my nerves, I need all the kids to stand up. And we did a chant this week called Everybody. You want to come help me, Callie? All right, so if you weren't at VBS, you probably know it. We do it in search. Can you guys stand up and help me? You guys know it? It starts with everybody. All right, yeah, there we go. Okay, parents, if you want to join in, you can too, but we're going to get kind of loud. All right, we'll start off kind of soft, but all right, you ready? Everybody, Everybody. are you ready? We're going to bump Jesus Christ in the Chevy. We're going to swerve to the left. We're going to swerve to the right. We're going to tell everybody that we're repping Jesus Christ. Everybody, are you ready? We're going to bump Jesus Christ in the Chevy. We're going to swerve to the left. We're going to swerve to the right. We're going to tell everybody that we're repping Jesus Christ. Everybody, are you ready? We're going to bump Jesus Christ in the Chevy. We're going to swerve to the left. We're going to swerve to the right. We're going to tell everybody that we're repping Jesus Christ. Woo, all right, good job. Okay, so Jeremy uses an iPad. LT just uses his mind. I have to use paper. (laughs) So I'm a little old school when it comes to writing stuff down. So, okay, so I gave a few stats already, um, but... To top off those stats, we had, I don't have an exact count, but I know we had over 50 kids that gave their life to Christ this week. So, yeah. And we gave around $700 to BGMC. So, one of the, one of the um, ministries that we give to is called Kenya Kids. And so, it takes about $900 to bring a kid off the street and Kenya kids, and that gives them food, clothing, a place to live, education, the love of Jesus. And so we're just a couple hundred dollars shy away from bringing one kid off the street. So that's really amazing. Thank you guys for encouraging your kids to give. Thank you, Mom and Dad, for giving because my kid doesn't make that kind of money. So <laughs> so I appreciate that. Okay. All right. I got it. Oh, my nerves. Okay. You guys can help me with that, okay? If I call you out, just bear with me because that helps me. But I really can't see you, so it might be difficult. So Aiden and Robbie, I might use your guys' names here and there. All right, so we talked about five things. We were here five days. Um, The first one was God made you. Um, And I was thinking about that. Uh, One night, Aiden was building some Legos, and he made this person. And he couldn't quite get one piece to fit on the way that it was supposed to in the book. So he asked me, and I came, and I was trying to get the Lego piece on right, and I just couldn't do it. And um, when Blair got home, I'm like, hey, Blair, can you help Aiden? Because I can't get this Lego piece to go on right. And so he went back to instructions and looked at it, and he was like, well, y'all missed a piece, so it wouldn't fit on right. So it just made me think, man, I'm glad God made me. I'm glad somebody else, you know, didn't put my life together. Because when God, when he makes us, when he puts our life together, it's perfect. Um, God is for you. He's your biggest cheerleader. You know, we that have kids, we cheer our kids on. We're their biggest cheerleader. But in essence, I mean, God, he's our biggest cheerleader. So that encourages me that I know that he wants the best for me. 
so whatever he does for me in my life, if I have to go through a tragedy or a pain or a hurt, I know in the end, God still wants the best for me, and he's going to bring me out on the other side with victory. Um, God is always with you. I'm going to come back to that one. God always loves you. I'm going to come back to that one. And then God made you for a reason. You know, in high school, my oldest, no, not my oldest, one of my sons is a senior this year. And everybody, <laughs> I have five kids, so eight to 20. So it gets kind of confusing sometimes. Um, they're always, you know, asking when you're getting into your senior year, what are you going to do next year? You know, what, what's your plans? And so a lot of times it's, I don't know. So I'm glad that God made me for a purpose in that last song. He, he has a reason for my life. And it's not up to me. And I don't have to worry about it. I know God has a plan and God has a purpose. I just have to choose to follow it. Okay, so let's go back to God loves you for, to God loves you. Let's see. There's different kinds of love, right? Uh, Caitlin, I know you love your sister, right? That's the kind of love. We love our parents. Our parents love us. We love our friends. Some of us love our pets. My puppy, I don't love so much because he keeps chewing up my shoes and my ottoman that I use my birthday money on. It's very frustrating, but anyway, um, we love our pets. We love our teachers, our friends. We love each other. So that's, that's a kind of love. And that kind of love looks like this. Hmm, yum. By the way, kids, when you're done today, go to Life Cafe. You're going to get a cookie. And a special drink. I won't tell you about the drink yet because that's next. I know you know. <laughs> okay, so this represents the love that we have for each other. It's sweet. It's yummy. If you like chocolate chip cookies with M&Ms. Um, it's fattening, but we won't go there. So this, is, this represents the love that we have for each other. It's a, it's a good love. I mean, God, God gave us this love for each other. So that's good. But in comparison to what God has for us, thanks to my mother-in-law, Sue, for making this cookie for me, this is God's love. All right? God's love is bigger, deeper, better. So parents, if you love your kids, think about how much God loves you. If you love your kids, grandma and grandpa, you love your grandkids, kids, you love your parents, that's this love. It's a good love. But God's love is so much more than that. It's bigger. It's better. It's thicker. We tried to get it thick. Um, it's, it's, it's deeper. So I just, I, I just want you to understand that because I think we all can understand love. You know, but I think sometimes it's kind of hard to understand God's love and what God's love really mean, means in our life. All right. So God's love, bigger, better, um, greater. I have another illustration for you guys. So kiddos, what's this? Milk. All right. Who likes milk? Who's allergic to milk? Man, that's really common these days. I'm so sorry. All right. So this is milk. It's good. It's good for you, good for your bones. I haven't broke a bone in my body. All right. Yes, you have. Drink more milk. All right. So this is milk. It's good. 
right? It, it's, it's, it's good for us. Actually, um, if you weren't allergic to milk, here, let's see. Molly, come taste this for me, honey. It's not expired. I don't, I don't drink expired milk. It's, she's scared. How's that? Tastes like milk? Yeah? All right. Hmm. What's this? Yeah. So this is the love. This is the love that we have. Like that little cookie. This represents our love. Okay, the love that we have for each other, for our friends, our pets, our parents, our family. This is our love. But you know what, man? God's love. Hmm. Parents, you are just loving this, aren't you? So kids, when you leave today, you get a cookie and strawberry milk. All right, so we mix it up. All right, Molly, come back up, honey. You want to taste it? You want to taste it? Are you scared? That's, a, that's okay. Here, go ahead. Are you allergic to milk? Okay. sweeter? Yes, that's a yes. (laughs) It's the generic strawberry syrup, so maybe I didn't put enough in there. All right. So our love's like milk. We love God. We love our friends, our neighbors. It's it's, it's good. But when we add the strawberry syrup, that's that's God's love. It makes it sweeter. It's brighter. It's thicker and better. Did you say better? Yeah, and better. That's right, and gooder. You're right. I'm so glad you guys are in here. All right. Yeah, so if you're here today and you haven't quite experienced God's love, you're not sure if you understand it or believe it, trust me. All right, just trust me. Um, You don't know me. Your kids know me. I feel like they trust me. Um, God's love is built on relationship. The Bible is, is out of God's love. Um, you know, I, don't, I didn't want to, with your kids this week, I just didn't want to be another set of rules for them to follow, another person in their life to tell them what to do. And so when I've been thinking about that and like the Ten Commandments, because people will say, oh, it's just, the Bible is just a bunch of rules, you know. And, and so when I think about a car or I think about a road and cars driving on it, and we have a little one, you know, and they're going to run out into the street. As a parent or grandparent and uncle friend, what do we do to our kids? Do we let them run out in the street? No. We, we grab them. We tell them no. Why? To protect them, right? That's what the Ten Commandments are for. That's what the Bible's for. It's to, it's to protect us. It's not to just give us a bunch of do's and don'ts. It's to protect us. Just like as parents, we protect our kids. I don't want to just be another bunch of rules for them, but it's to protect them through love and through relationship. All right, so, so that was God loves you. Now God is always with you, okay? That's a little scary because, you know what? I was telling the kids, you can't hide from God. You can even go to the bathroom. Guess who's with you? God, right? All right. So I have this. I don't want to make too big of a mess, but I probably will. All right. 
So I have this, this bowl here. Cloud Creepy. So I have this sponge. Okay, it's dry. And I dip it in this bowl. It is. It's completely wet. You're right. So I'll bring it out a little bit. All right. So when I... Is this wet? Yeah? Ooh. That was your son. <laughs> All right. Woo. When I cut it, is it still wet on the inside? Yeah? What about over here? Woo. Ryan, is it still wet? It's still wet, isn't it? Yeah. So when I think about that, like I think about this sponge as the world, and I think about the water as God. Like it's everywhere. He's everywhere. He's soaked us with his love, and he never leaves us. And I always tell the kids back in Surge, I mean, you can't hide from God. Parents, you can't hide from God. You can turn away and walk away from God. I tell our kids, you, you, can, you can walk away from him if you want, but he'll never leave you. He'll never, ever, ever leave you. And even if you decide to walk away from him, you can always come right back. Like that's his grace and his mercy. He's so amazing. And that's, that's why I'm glad he made me. I'm glad that he has a purpose for me. I'm glad that he loves me and he's always with me. I never, I never want to take advantage of that. That song we sang earlier today, I live to worship. I worship to live. If we keep that as our focus, when you ask Jesus into your heart and you keep that as a focus of, I live to worship, you know what? It kind of makes life a little bit simpler. You know, if I live my life to worship God, we're going to love others, right? We're going to give. We're going to serve because we're living to worship him. We're not living for ourselves, right, kids? We're not living for our friends or to please them. We're living to serve and to worship God. All right, I'm going to close out. I'm, I'm, I'm always on Jeremy on Sunday mornings. Hey, man, <laughs> your service went really long. But if it was the Holy Spirit moving, I'm okay with that. Okay, don't get me wrong. I'm okay with that. Um, but before we do, um, in just a second, I'm going to call our um, fourth, fifth, and sixth graders come out. And we're going to sing a celebration song. They're going to, one of the kids, they learn. I think it's called A Little Bit Crazy. Is that right? Okay, because when we, when we have Jesus in our heart, guess what? We're a little bit crazy. I hope I got that song right. Okay, um, but before we do that, you guys, I, wanna, I want you to pray. And I want, in a second, we're going to bow our head and close our eyes. And we talk about back in our kids' ministry, when you're talking to God, you don't always have to bow your head and close your eyes. We, just, we do that because we don't want to get distracted by our neighbors. I said, if you're driving a car, please don't bow your head and close your eyes. Just talk to God while you're driving. But we're going to bow our head and close our eyes because I know adults, we get distracted just like kids. And um, I'm going to ask you, I, I, I want you to think about this before we do it. You know, if, if you don't know Jesus, if you're here because your kid was in VBS and you only came to see them sing their song on stage and because you saw them so excited, if you don't know God, if, if you don't know God's love, or maybe you thought you knew it, and you turned away from him, and you feel like it's time to come back because your kids are excited about it, if your kids are excited, man, it's time to jump on. Don't, 
don't damper their excitement for Jesus and the love that he has for your family. If you're ready for a change in your life, a change in your family, man, the first step is turning to God. It's it's not going to go away like that. I'm sorry. Um, It's not. But you know what? Like I said, God has a purpose. He has a plan. He'll never leave you, even in those hard times. And I know for me, if I'm going through a bad time, all I need is that peace, that peace of God saying, you know what? I'm here with you. I got you always. So let's bow our head and close our eyes. And if you, um, if you either don't know God at all and you are for the first time, or if you want to recommit your life to him, would you raise your hand, please? Because we're going to pray. All right. We're going to pray out loud together. So I want you guys to repeat after me, all right? Dear Jesus, I'm so sorry for what I've done wrong in my life. And Lord, I ask for forgiveness. Thank you for dying on the cross to set me free from my sins. Please come into my life, Lord, and be with me forever. I love you so much, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. If you meant it, if you said it and you meant it, just fill out a card that's on the back of the chair because I want to pray for you. I want to keep praying for you. Um, And I love you guys. I love you guys. Thanks for sharing your kids this week. I'm Pastor Jeremy. I'm so thankful for all of our volunteers. Thank you so much. Darcy and I loved watching you guys serve and, and love our kids this week. Thank you, Pastor Ginger, for your love and your passion for our, not just the kids of our church, but the kids of our community. You know, at C2 Church, we don't feel like we're wasting a Sunday focusing on kids, right? For this is what the kingdom of heaven is all about. That's what the Bible says. And we believe, well, I believe when I got into ministry as a, as a full-time pastor almost 17 years ago, I didn't get involved in ministry to preach on Sunday mornings to a group of largely bored adults, right? Like to me, the kids and our students, they're not just the future of the church, they are the church today. And so when we celebrate them, when we celebrate what God is doing in children, we're celebrating the power of God. And I, I hope you're inspired. I hope, I hope it motivates you. I, trying to flip my page here. I think Pastor Ginger is right if, 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 what's wrong with my Bible? It wants to turn. There, demonstrate some control over my Bible. I think Pastor Ginger is right. You know, if, if you haven't felt the love of God, or maybe at one point in time you had that relationship, but you walked away, today's a great moment because it's not just about kids it's about us. It's about that faith. And the Bible says that if we really want to enter into the kingdom of God, we have to come like a child. Jesus says that that's what the kingdom is like. And that's why we build a ministry focused on the next generation. From, from the littles, we have a whole group of dedicated volunteers back in the nursery for our, our littlest ones. And they, they demonstrate the love of Jesus through caring for those babies while you're sitting in here laughing and having a good time. All the way up to our college students and, and the college ministries that we have. That It's all about what God is going to do. And you know what, adults? It's our job to lead that. 
to invest in that. It's our privilege to be part of that. So why kids? Because they are the church. Because in my before I became the lead pastor four years ago, I was a youth pastor for 13 years. And so that's why I still treat you all like kids, right? And you know what? The message you shared this morning, Ginger, for some people who, who, who maybe grew up in the church, right? Some of you, you are Christians and your world is Christianity. You maybe thought, well, that's such a simple message. I didn't really get anything out of that. But that's what the message of God is all about. It's just this simplicity, the simplicity that Jesus loved you. He lived the perfect life that you couldn't live. He suffered in your place. He died to pay your sin debt. And then he rose again so that you could have new life. And that's a free gift, isn't it, kids? Kids, do you like gifts? <laughs> Adults like gifts too. <laughs> like going to bed on time and things like that. But I got into ministry because I believe if you can change one life as there's an old Jewish saying that says, if you change one life, you change the world. Or if you save one life, you save the world. That's what I believe is that when a child's life is changed because of the love of Jesus, I tell you what, parents, if you think that there's, there's nothing in the world that can change a kid's life, you're wrong. Not only can Jesus change their life, but our culture is trying to change their life and get their attention and, and, and all the things that, that are out there are trying to get your kids' attention, to change your life, to go a, a direction that benefits themselves and benefits the culture around us. We're trying to promote a way of life that believes Jesus can change your life for the good. It moves you from selfishness to selflessness, to self-giving love rather than selfish love. And when you change a life, you change the destiny of a child. You change, you change the direction and the course, possibly for an eternity, we believe. And I believe that if you change the destiny of a child, you can actually change the destiny of a family. In, in our years of youth ministry, we experienced kids who would come into our youth ministry with all sorts of baggage. And you can imagine all the things that come into a student ministry with teenagers, brokenness in their families and in their own lives and to see their lives transformed by the power of Jesus and then to see them go home and live in a new way because Jesus changed their life to see their parents and their siblings impacted. I have the benefit of looking back over the last 20 years of, of youth ministry and, and involvement in, in church ministry and be able to see whole families change. That's why we believe in the power of ministry to the next generation. Jesus valued young people. He said, let the kids come to me for this is the kingdom of heaven. So what does that look like for an adult? How do you, when Jesus says, come like a child, what does that mean? Kids are innocent, right? They, my kids still believe I have superpowers. Well, not my teenagers, but right. They trust me. There's an innocence and maybe an ignorance of my faults. And I really like that. <laughs> right. So when we come to Jesus, we trust right there in our kids. They, they, it's not that they're humble, but they humbly come because they, they, they know they need us, right? They need money. They need keys to the car. They need sustenance. You know, they need something from us. So when you come to God like a child, not only is it an attitude of humility, because, and I can tell you, I, I can't perfect that attitude sometimes, but I can come in a practical humility. Jesus, I need you in every aspect of my life. I have to come like a child. You know, the thing about coming like a child is coming like you are just coming as you are. If you look around the room today, some of us came as we are. You know, I'm a jeans and t-shirt kind of guy. I dress up for you. <laughs> I put buttons on. 
right? Because that's what the kingdom of God is about. It's, it's not about suit and tie. If, you're, if, if you are a suit and tie kind of person, great. You can come as you are, but Jesus doesn't love you more because you wear a suit and a tie, I'll tell you that. Come as you are. That's what our church is like. If you were here early enough, you saw the welcome video that says, hey, if you're, if you're a, a NASCAR dad or a soccer mom or a latte sipper or a tree hugger, you're welcome here. Everybody's welcome here, right? Because when you welcome somebody as a child would, you, the Bible says you welcome Jesus himself. Right? So when our kids come home from playing out in the, in the yard or whatever, all sweaty and dirty, right? Sometimes we're, we let them in the house with restrictions, right? Take your shoes off and go straight to the shower. Am I right, Robbie? Yeah, <laughs> he doesn't like the shower. And some of us have this idea that church and therefore God has restrictions, that we have to somehow clean ourselves up before we come in. Now, parents, it would be nice if your kid didn't have a, a snotty nose all the time and drooling all over the place. Hopefully that's just your, your youngest ones. <laughs> it would be awesome if they didn't get dirty and make their clothes all full of stains and things like that, but that's not the reality. When they come into the house, do we love them any less? Do we tell them you can't come in? You got to clean yourself up first? Well, sometimes we want to hose them off before they come in. I understand that. But the reality is we take them as they are because we love them. And Jesus, I'm telling you right now, takes you as you are. So we're a church that takes you as as you are. But you know what I've learned about Jesus? He will take me as I am, but he doesn't want to keep me that way. And I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful because some of you right now are struggling with addictions and problems in relationships and finances and jobs and all sorts of things. And when you take that step towards God like a child to trust him, even though you don't know what that looks like, he will take you as you are. I'm telling you, he doesn't want to keep you that way. He will fix what's broken when you trust him. He will heal what's hurting when you trust him. He will make what has been fractured, he will fix it if you trust him. So come like a child means come, come like you are, but in the end, you have to come to Jesus and let him do the work. You can't fix yourself. I've learned that over and over again. I can't save myself, I can't fix myself, but Jesus can. And so if this is your first time, maybe you're just stepping into church for the first time, we're so glad you were with us this morning. I hope God has spoken to your heart and uh, you've drawn closer to him today. We would love to welcome you back next week and, and all the subsequent weeks as you learn to walk with Jesus with us. Would you stand with me this morning as I bless you? Kids, I love you. Thank you for bringing a smile to my face this morning. I love seeing you worship with energy and dancing. I even saw some of the old people dancing along with you, but they were like holding their hips afterwards. Ah, I should have stretched out before worship this morning. Can I bless you this morning as you go from this place to wherever God is leading you? Father, in the name of Jesus, I bless your church and your people and everyone who's gathered in this place under the banner of Jesus Christ. Would you bless them today? Bless each family as they seek you and put you first in what they are doing. And Lord, for every person who, who for the first time is seeing you and recognizing you in a new way, would you continue to do the work that only you can do, that you are always with us, you always love us, and are always trying to draw us closer to you. Would you do that work? We thank you so much. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. We love you guys. We look forward to seeing you back here next week at C2. Have a great day. Hey, we're so glad you listened in. 
If you made a decision to follow Christ today or would like more information, please email us at nextsteps at c2church.com or visit us at c2church.com.